0: Media Group original. You're listening to Your Day Brighter, the podcast: Real Reasons to Have Hope in This World. I'm your host, Tracy Tiernan, and we have got we have a little mini theme going on here in season five of the podcast, and this has been really, really fun. Um, we are trying to inspire and encourage people to do that thing that they've been putting off. So even as, uh, as you, you know, get yourself settled and comfy and get ready to listen to a conversation with my wonderful friend, Princess Fraylin, who is here. I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. But as you're preparing for that, here's a question for you to think about today. Uh, what is that thing that I've always dreamed of doing that I just have been putting off and I haven't done it? Um, for a lot of my friends... Uh, And for me, even, it's been writing a book. It's been something that I dreamed about, thought about, had a burden to do. And I had all kinds of reasons why I didn't do it. And uh, I wonder if that might be you. Or maybe there's something else that you've been dreaming about that you've been putting it off. Could this be like that little nudge from the Holy Spirit that says, come on, get to it. You can do it. (laughs) So with all of that in mind, it is my absolute joy to introduce to you my guest, her name is Princess Fraylin. She is a wife, a mom, an author, a godly, godly woman. She heads up the marriage ministry at my church at Bridgeway Community Church, Princess and her husband, Philip. And Princess, you did it. I'm holding in my hands <laughs> your book. It's yeah. called Embracing My Calling, Viewing My Marriage Through an Eternal Perspective. Mm. Whew, what a powerful yeah. title that is. I want to know, first of all, um, the process of actually creating this book. What made you finally decide, all right, I have to do this now? Ooh, uh, <laughs> so often
1: I would hear God speaking to me in reference to the experiences that I had just had in my in my marriage relationship, um, resolving conflict, mm-hmm. uh, being able to reconcile, seeking healing. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to put this in writing, what you and Philip are going through, and a trusting God to get you through. Other couples need to hear that, that mm-hmm. there is hope in the midst of when it feels like nothing is going right. Mm. You know, and we struggled because we were both Christians and we couldn't understand why isn't this thing working? I love God. He loves God. Why weren't we loving on each other? Wow, and so I, the Holy Spirit just let me put these things down in writing, and I did.
0: It's I think such a, a pure reason to get your book out there, and I'm hearing this from people like they have lived something, and they're even living through it right now, and they're learning, and they're gaining wisdom, and they have a heart for other people mm-hmm. that are doing it too. What a beautiful pure reason. To take the time to actually put it out there into the world, yes. I commend you for that. Amen. I commend Amen. you for it. And I think you, right off the bat here, Princess. I mean, this is a book about marriage, and you even um, underscore in the introduction. You're very bold uh, talking about who you wrote this book for, um, specifically for wives. Now, husbands, you can read it too, of course. Absolutely, we, we all had had benefit. A few
1: husbands, feed, give me some feedback and say they thought the book was awesome. So, wow, yeah, I, I mean, it was great.
0: But specifically, you're 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 talking to uh, women who are struggling, um, who want to have a, a whole, beautiful, vibrant, joy-filled marriage, and they're disappointed. And you're calling people to look at their marriage through a different lens, through mm-hmm. an eternal perspective, not just a, in the moment. Let me gratify, you know, my wants the flesh, and needs. The and it, self.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: yes. So. Take me through this, um, b- because you, you've been also so transparent about just you and Philip, your, your beloved, mm-hmm. your man. Your, your, how long have you been married?
1: Uh, 31 years. It'll be 32 this year.
0: 32 years this year. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not been necessarily an easy journey. No. But a worthwhile journey. It's worth it. We're on the right side of hard. <sighs> on the right side of hard.
1: We're on the right side of hard right now.
0: How did you get there?
1: Oh, through a lot of tears, a lot of prayer, a lot of sacrifice. These are things that uh, most couples feel like marriage shouldn't take all that.
0: Right. Shouldn't it just be fun?
1: Nothing falls into place like that. Anything worth having is worth fighting for and understanding that, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. There is constant spiritual warfare going on. Mm-hmm. The enemy does not want your marriage to glorify God, which will draw others to follow him. Mm-hmm. That's right. He does not want that. So he keeps us in constant strife and conflict. And I just got tired of being a pawn in his game.
0: Whoa. So you decided I'm, I'm fighting this battle with the Lord. I'm, Absolutely. I'm in it to win it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you came to see your marriage? from this eternal perspective, what's the difference between looking at it from that eternal, that godly perspective Absolutely. and how we look at it, you know, the carnal perspective in the flesh, on, on earth? What's sure. the difference?
1: So, uh, an eternal perspective is seeing things through the lens and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. It's understanding that your behaviors, your your words, your, your thoughts, all have to come under the, the authority And submission of the Holy Spirit. And not to come across as sounding holier than thou, because we're not. My husband and I are regular people, but we understand the importance of not losing sight that there is spiritual warfare going on, and marriages are being ripped apart. Families are being torn to pieces
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to the glory of the enemy, Mm -hmm. and we don't want that. No. So from an internal perspective, it's a spiritual, it's a uh, spiritual living with an eternal perspective lays the foundation for a faith journey expressed through surrender, obedience, and cooperation to the authority of God's word.
0: Wow. So in your marriage, the authority is the word of God. It's not my feelings in the moment, mm. my opinion mm-hmm. in the moment. What, was the thing that led to you and Philip having a real breakthrough in your marriage to get to, as you said, the other side of hard? How did you get the breakthrough when things were hard?
1: Well, breakthrough begins with a break, as I share in my in the book. It begins with a break, and I realized that God had to break some things in me. Mm in order to get through. And it was a very transformational process. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Philip and I weren't on the same page. We weren't striving together with this. I hear a lot of wives say, well, why do I have to be the mature one? Why do I have to be the one to steer us right? Well, because God created us to be the helpmate. We come alongside our mates and You know, Adam didn't realize he needed Eve. God had to show him he needed Eve. Right. And most men, and and I say this in a very general sense, because every relationship is unique. We all have a unique individual relationship with the Lord, those of us who profess Jesus Christ as Lord. But we need to understand and operate and move in the confidence of knowing that I represent God to him, my husband.
0: Oh.
1: He represents God to me, and when we understand that, that's so you know, good. When we, we when we give in to that, yeah, we don't fight each other tit for tat, right? You know, a lot of the things that we fought about in the beginning of our marriage, we don't. It doesn't. It's not even an issue. Give
0: me an example. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um,
1: we would fight over control. Uh huh. You know, remote uh, control. Oh yeah. <laughs> when to turn the TV off at night? You know, we would fight over All when to buy things. something new. When to, you know, he he didn't trust me because I was flighty and I would purchase things just because I had the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't understand him because things would wear out and he would just act like we didn't have it before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why do we need a microwave? <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. We don't need to use it anymore, you know. And I could not stand that. Wow. So we fought over things like that. But now, he has a respect for me. I have a respect for him. He yeah. loves me. I love him. He knows that what I do is because I'm doing it for my home. We, I'm creating a home.
0: Yeah. And
1: I want us to, uh, I, and I don't want us to uh, argue and fight over these little trivial things anymore. Mm so we respect each other's uh, ability and knowledge in our skill sets, if you will. Yes,
0: yeah. yes. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to know each other that well.
1: It takes a while.
0: You know, to know what the skill sets are. That It's like, I, can't, I can trust her. I can yeah. trust him. I know what he's doing with this. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit about, like, wanting somebody to change, Princess? You, you talk a little bit about that in your book. Um, I think a lot of times we're praying in in marriage, you know, well, could you, Lord, could you just change him? (laughs) Can you fix him? Can you fix him? Can you show him how wrong he
1: is? (laughs) (laughs) Can you help a sister out here? Yes, yes. Um, And that transformed me, how my prayers to fix him changed me, (laughs) you know, because God made it very clear. You're not as holy as thou or as Mm -hmm. righteous as you think you are. Mm -hmm. We all brought, we both brought a myriad of challenges into the marriage. Mm -hmm. And because I'm quick with it and quick on my feet, most people don't catch my shortcomings because I'm busy being loud and pointing out yours. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's not fair. You know, he entered into this thing, and it wasn't fair for him because I was 10 years ahead of him and being quick on my feet. But um, it's just important that we allow the Lord to uh, discipline us. And I often say, Lord, you are going to have to love Philip through me. Wow! I surrender this vessel for you to love. I want him to feel your love through me. And I find myself touching him. In times when I really don't want to, I I, I don't feel like it. Right, I should say, right? But God just raises my hand and puts a gentle touch on him, and he responds in kind, and that's the beauty of it.
0: Oh, I, I look, there's so much there that you said that I just, man, I just don't even want to go um, past it without just saying that is just really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I want him to feel God's love for him through me, like as as his wife, yes. right? You're loving him according to according to God, like he's doing it through you. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. How do we love one another when you might be in a season where you don't like the person?
1: Mm-hmm. How, we so, love a lot of people may not like them.
0: Yeah. So there were times that you didn't like your husband. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Just this week. <laughs> uh, and just this week, there were things I did and he just didn't really like me in that moment. <sighs> Um, One thing, uh, I I reread a book by Dr. David Jeremiah called um, Love, Sex, and Marriage. And one of the things he brought out in that book was feelings are transient. Mm. They come and go. They're fleeting. And we have to discipline ourselves not to react in our feelings. And it's not easy. Because my flesh enjoys when I run, run, run amuck in my feelings, <laughs> being emotional, and it makes me unsteady. Mm. So when the moment when I get, I don't feel like doing this. I immediately, I call them scud missiles. I immediately replace that thought with a passage of scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. And I go on and do it. Now, when it comes to physical, I mean, you've seen my husband. He's pretty fine. I uh, am <laughs> not. Yes. Spe- I, I don't have a, a problem. You're a beautiful, beautiful couple. <laughs> beautiful couple. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I <laughs> even when I don't want to, it's hard because he's so good looking. I don't, yeah. <laughs> But there are days when, you know, I'm just not there in the mind space because sexually it starts for us women. It starts in the mind how he's been treating me, how how he's been talking to me. And there are times when, okay, I may not want to, but I surrender that to the Lord because he needs me. And wow, what a beautiful thing for him to need me and then turn to me for that need. Mm. and so I willingly, you know, a lot lot of people throw it around, your wifely duties, it's not a duty, it's a privilege. Mm. It's a privilege, Mm -hmm. and so I'm thankful that he turns to me for his needs and Mm. that I turn to him for my needs, and it has not been easy. This is something, it requires discipline. Paul says we have to beat this body into submission, and we all need to really dig into that because today, with all that is going on in the world the last thing i want to do is to be in conflict in my home right. i want my home to be a place of refuge my place of bethel where i can go and just exhale and be with this person who loves me mm. and so mm. it, it's very i'm very passionate about it because we have got to have our refuge mm. we got to have a place of refuge right Right. And our home should be that place. I look forward to going home.
0: Mm. Gosh, I feel that way too. I'm just thinking about my <laughs> thinking about my husband and yeah, my he's home. He's a looker too. So. He is Gary. <laughs> he is, and I I love loving him. And mm-hmm. I, I love how you put that that um, it is a privilege when this person that God has brought you together with um, comes to you for their needs. No one else.
1: I call it my soulmate, the S-O-L-E, the one and only for me, my soulmate.
0: Soulmate, S-O-L-E, the only one. The
1: only one for me, and I love that. I
0: love that, too. I
1: love being married.
0: You love being married. I love
1: being married, discovering God's design for marriage, you know, how he created us. We have this dual relationship in marriage. He's my husband and my lover, and he's also my brother in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I had to, uh, God sweetly gave me this concept of the ebb and flow of that. And it's a seamless back and forth of understanding when to be his wife, his helper, and when to be his accountability partner and his friend. And it has been quite the journey discovering the two. It has been quite the journey because if you do too much on one end of that ebb and flow, you become naggy and wifey and it changes the dynamic. Yes. But uh, Tracy, if you and I were talking and there was something that you needed me to be accountable to you too, accountable to you with, I wouldn't become wifey and naggy with you. So why do I do it with him? Right. In that moment, he needs me to be his accountability partner and his friend. Mm. and
0: Where so. he doesn't feel your judgment. This is, this is something, right? Because depending upon how we go to our partners with a problem mm-hmm. or something, a conflict that we want to address, depending upon how you go to them with it, the words right. that you use, the tone that you use, mm-hmm. the respect that you use or don't use, mm-hmm. that's going to have a lot to do with how he receives it. And if he gets defensive or not, if a man feels like you're attacking him, right. he's he's going to put the walls up. I call it approaching
1: him like like I'm a dude. And, you know, I used I had that aura about me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would approach him because I, I, I'm not dainty. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I would approach him like a dude. And he responded in kind. That's and guess what right. I found out? I didn't like that.
0: I like that. <laughs> I didn't like that. Because you're not a
1: dude. <laughs> I'm not a dude. I'm a dudette.
0: <laughs> Princess, so so we're on this topic. I mean, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, let's say there is a conflict and uh, someone wants to change their old behaviors from how they used to talk to their spouse about it to what you call your transformed behaviors. And I love that. you You have a little section in your book where you talk about my behaviors, my words, mm-hmm. and then you go from that into my transformed thoughts, my transformed behaviors, mm-hmm. my transformed words. And that's after you've surrendered that to the Lord. Just being at my wit's end on
1: how to communicate with Phil because, you know, and it and for good reason, he would jump on the defense because I was an attacker. Mm-hmm. You know, and for those who are not attackers, um, the, the I believe the answer is the same. At some point, you have to override everything that your your flesh is wanting to do and replace it with what God is saying you should do. Mm. And in some, if if the couple is married, like this book is for Christian couples, at some point the Jesus in your mate is going to start responding to the Jesus in you. It's It's inevitable for it not to happen. Wow. It has to happen because that's what God's word said. Mm. And what I found is... I was operating more in a lack of faith because I didn't believe God could change the situation. Mm. And it was, and, and the way I was presenting it was like I, I, was, I was always complaining about Philip. And if I'm complaining, then I'm not praying. Mm. And when I realized that I gave more weight to what I saw and less faith in what I knew to be true, wow. it changed the way I thought. Wow. it changed the way I thought. And I had some stinking thinking. I mean, I write about how I would, I, I want to be married, but I wanted to be married to anybody but him. I really figured that I could, I can make marriage work, but I can't do it with this person.
0: It's the, this person is the problem.
1: This person is the problem. Mm-hmm. And God showed me how immature my thinking was. Philip and I both said I do before him. And marriage is bonding. It's the law of fusing together we are bound together. It's not a contract. Mm. And so the wow. Lord showed me that I had to, if I truly believed that, then I had to operate like that in my marriage. And so I would just uh, say to Phil when he was being in conflict or contrary, I would say to him, you know, I'm not your enemy, and my desire is for us to walk in unity and in harmony. And those words walked wow. him back. Wow. He responded to those words. They walked him back.
0: I love how you put that. Yeah, they walked him back. What is what is God's purpose for marriage?
1: Wow. So we all <laughs> know it is supposed to mirror Christ's relationship to the body of Christ. I believe that God designed marriage for us to experience everything we received from the cross. God desires for us to experience that in our marriage. Forgiveness, canceled debt, You know, love, walking through the fruit of the Spirit, everything that we received on the cross, I believe God designed marriage for us to experience that here on earth. That is a mind-blowing thought right there. It was mind-blowing to me because I didn't want to sacrifice fulfill, Not to the point where I felt like it was hurting me. And when I say hurting me, I mean crucifying the flesh. That hurts. My flesh is used to being sarcastic and it's used to being in control and loud and boisterous. So I had to give that up. And what I love about it is I'm still that way, but on the right side. (laughs) Before my attacks were at him, now we laugh and do things together instead of at each other. And that has been the greatest reward because I can still be princess while honoring God with how I engage with my husband.
0: So it's not like God said, I don't want you to be princess anymore. I just want to make you a a new princess.
1: Yeah, because princess was a block, and he had to come and sand down the edges. (laughs) (laughs) She was just a block. And he came in and just smoothed, and he smoothed out the edges. You know, I was a little rough around the edges, and he did that. (laughs) Through the power, through His word, the word was like sandpaper, and that hurts.
0: I just feel really, like I, I could just, I could just listen to you talk all day. Uh, I mean, I just you drop pearl after pearl after pearl, and it's so, so countercultural the wisdom that you have in your book because you're talking about things like yeah, it's not, not going to be very
1: popular to a lot of people.
0: <laughs> but you know what? To people who want to follow Christ, who who want Amen. all that God wants for you in your marriage. Who You want it. I really feel like this is a guidebook. This is a help. Even if you have a good marriage, mm-hmm. I feel like I have a really good marriage. Amen. I, I do. I feel like I'm blessed. It's a healthy marriage. But that doesn't mean we stop working on it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Because it is a constant refining of, of really who is. we are. It's like one of the ways that God is showing you over and over again who you are and who you are becoming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he mm-hmm. will you will sharpen one another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's really, really helpful. I mean, even if you feel like I think we're doing OK, um, I, I feel like your book calls us higher. Um, mm. And I even love how, OK, you use the word calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, embracing my calling. Yes. What are you called to be? In your marriage, Princess, this many years into it, Mm -hmm. knowing yourself the way that you do, knowing Philip the way that you do, what are some words that you would use to describe what God has called you to be in your marriage?
1: God has called me to be a peacemaker. I love the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God or the sons of God. He's called me to be a peacemaker because in home, especially we have adult children living with us and it's a good thing we're happy (laughs) that our adult children even wanted to come back to the house (laughs) but um a peacemaker because it's difficult living with four different personalities yeah and God just gives me the right words at the right time to bring about peace in the home he's called me to uh speak words of healing because as I shared uh we, we, have, we all have trauma, and we all have uh, back pain, pain yeah. from our past. yeah. And the Lord will use me, because I, I truly believe I am anointed. When the Lord said that He anointed me, I walk and I, I walk in confidence in that, and I believe that, so when my family is ailing, when they're hurting, God uses me to help bring, to help facilitate healing. He uses me, uh, my life versus 2 Corinthians 5, 17, but that entire chapter speaks about reconciliation. And when there is a rift, when there is conflict, God uses me. He gives me the right words and the right passages of Scripture to bring to my marriage and to my family the ability to reconcile our differences mm-hmm. because we want to honor God with how we behave, yeah, because that's so important, and I think we lose sight of that in marriage. We think it's all about me. I mean, there's a rift in the book where I go, I, 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 I don't want this. I don't like this. Da da da. And it was so self-centered and so focused on me. And God showed me that's the very thing you're complaining about with your husband wow. <laughs> that he's selfish and that he's self-centered. You know, so. We lose sight of the fact that it is not about us. It Mm. is about God and his glory. We should be glorifying him to draw others to him. My marriage is a calling to be a witness to the glories of God, to the beautiful God who created us. The God of the universe, of all creation, desires a relationship with me, with you. Yes. So that we can magnify his name in the earth and bring about all those things that we experience from the cross. and So I, I, it's it's a high calling. Tony wow. Evans calls it a high calling. It
0: is a high calling. And when so what has been some of the feedback that you've gotten from other people that are like, are you guys for real?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I do get that. <laughs> do you really practice this? We do. But it took years to <laughs> learn it we invested in our marriage we we set a ati- we set aside money and time to go away every year sometimes two and three times a year yeah just so i could look in his eyes and he looks in mine and we do things that Make us happy, make us smile, to rekindle that, yeah. you know, to re-familiarize ourselves in the biblical sense, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and we, uh, yes. we do things. We we're foodies. We love to go out, try new restaurants. We just do things that make us happy, and mm-hmm. to to re get help us to uh, get connected, stay connected, if you will. And
0: that's ongoing. That that it's
1: ongoing, that's... but it took time to learn that we used to go on vacations and. We didn't even care if there was a church nearby. <laughs> we was like, we were vacationing not only from our issues with you know work, whatever. We was vacationing from God too. Oh. You know, we didn't even care about going to church on Sunday and four. We were like, why do we do that? You know, when we wow. go away, why why aren't we looking for a church that we can plug into? Because I don't ever want to be away from God like that. But that took years to uh, for the Lord to show us that's what we were doing. Or he was showing it to us. It took us years to listen.
0: Wow. It's so intentional. Everything about how you're doing this. What are some spirit... Can, can you talk us through some spiritual practices for, for, mar- for people who are married right now that want to begin to solidify... The, the spiritual center of their marriage. They mm-hmm. want they want what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They, they got to take some steps. Like you said, it, this wasn't an overnight thing. This was mm-hmm. something that over time you learned and you built. So what are some things that you and Philip do, some spiritual practices that you do sure. to keep yourself centered? Well, one of the things that is extremely important
1: to me in our marriage is that we pray for each other. And, I mean, people want to hear some wild, mystical, outrageous thing that we do, it's back to the basics. We have become so distracted. Yeah. We have allowed so much garbage to take up real estate in our minds. Yes. And we have got to get that cleared out. And in order to do that, you have got to go back to the basics. You have to read your Bible, once it's in you, it will flow out of you, yes. right when you need it. Yes, <laughs> right when you need it, and yeah. it will begin to transform your life. So we we read our Bibles together. We have a couple's devotion we do weekly, uh, Kingdom Marriage by Tony, Tony Evans. Evans. Yes. yes, and we we re- we read that weekly. Um, if we fall off the wagon with it, we don't go. Oh, this, you know, what it wasn't going to work. We just need to stop. We lean in. What led up to us not reading the devotion? We need to go back there, and then we need to pick it up and continue reading. So we, we do our devotion. I mean, last night before I closed my eyes, he prayed over me because he knew I was coming to do this podcast, oh. and he asked the Lord to uh, bless it and that those who are here yeah. would be blessed and that his word would come forth and encourage others so he prayed over me last night um the other spiritual discipline is that we worship together mm. you know I used to curse like a sailor no way I know it's hard to believe
0: it's it right so hard to believe <laughs> I mean my
1: friends who will hear this will
0: be like mm, let me
1: tell you some stories no Tracy.
0: <laughs> way Oh
1: my gosh. I used to curse like a sailor and I took <laughs> pride in wielding my tongue like a sword against people. And it was ugly. And my husband, he could put some words together that would make you faint. <laughs> Nobody believes that about Philip now cuz he seems so he seems so quiet. Uh-huh. But one of the things we started doing was worshiping together. And do you know what became true in that moment? That we could not spew out the two. We couldn't talk to each other or with each other with crude language like that
0: mm.
1: when we were just worshiping God with that same mouth.
0: Mm. James talks about that, doesn't he? Out of the same mouth, there should not be and blessing what, what and cursing. And
1: through me it Whoa. it should not be this should not be wow and so we worship together we'll put on music in the house and we will sing together cuz we both sing very well uh-huh. and we will sing together and we will hold hands and that creates a safe space mm-hmm. and it's it's just a beautiful thing and we just i just can't now. now don't get me wrong there are days when somebody makes me feel like i could pull up some of them words but I'm not going to be governed by my flesh. And I'm not perfect, but I'm just saying it's not my go-to. Right. It used to be my go-to. It's not my go-to now. Because you're
0: a new creation. That's right. You're a new creation. So you, you're in the Word. You're in the Word together. You do your devotional together. You pray together, and you worship together. That's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. I love that. And do you do that um, more than church on Sundays? You worship together in your home.
1: Yeah, well, we listen to Bright FM. Hey!
0: <laughs> All right! Me too. Me too. <laughs> but All day
1: long. It, it's 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 in <laughs> us, you know. Of course, COVID slowed things down about going out, but what I love is uh, we raised godly children, and they pour into us. They hold us accountable. And my daughter would, you know, she loves being around us, even though we get on her nerves because we're so old to her. <laughs> but... She invites us to worship concerts. I have a video of her and my husband worshiping in this concert, and Aww. it just makes my heart melt, and I look forward to us getting back into doing that. Yes. And we, she was living in Pittsburgh at the time. We went out to Pittsburgh to be with her, to attend this concert just because she asked us to. Oh. And I was so glad she wanted us to be with her, that yeah. we, we don't embarrass her. I mean, well, <laughs> I do because I think I'm a clown. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but she wanted us to be there and we just worship together. And I have this video and I play it and it just, it fills my heart. You know, and then we do fun a lot of we shoot pool together. We we used to go bowling until that ball just got a little bit too heavy and <laughs> started messing with my nails. I said, I can't I can't be bowling with this. <laughs> so we do look for other things to do. We do a lot of walking. My yeah. family walks together, we talk, you know. So yeah, we once you start replacing the negative yeah. with the positive, yeah. it becomes like second nature for you. Mm. You know, and I love my family. I love my family. And I am so thankful and blessed to have the children that I have. Mm. And I have I have three adult children. Two are at home. And my oldest, let's just say we keep him in prayer. Okay. His name is Marcus. Okay. And we keep him in prayer. And our prayer for him is the prayer that... uh. Hagar prayed when Abraham and Sarah cast her out and she was in the desert, not knowing what to do, had put her baby aside because she just didn't want to see him die before her eyes. Yes. And the Lord met her there. And after he shared with her and told her that he would take care of this child, she said, Now I see the one who sees me. Mm. And that is our prayer for Marcus that he will see the one who sees him. Because Marcus accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior with my husband, Philip, so I know he's saved. And now we are waiting with great anticipation Mm. for what the Lord is going to do in his life.
0: Mm. Amen to that. Well, I just want to join you in in asking God for that. Mm -hmm. Um, He's never never let go of Marcus. No. He's never let go of Marcus. Um, And for... A family where God is the center. God is the center of your marriage. God is the center of your home. Um, God's going to bring that boy back.
1: Yes, He is. That's,
0: he belongs to Him. No one could snatch him out of His hands. Amen. So he might have a season in the wilderness. He oh, might yeah. have a season. I in the, had mine. I know. I had mine too. I, <laughs> I had, had mine had too, mine. Princess. I can't thank you enough for um, just your your transparency. You're, I love that about you. Oh, you're, you. You're, it's disarming, honestly, like how transparent and honest and real you are about just who you are and who you are becoming in Christ and, and who Amen. Jesus becoming, is to. you. yes. You know, I, I, <laughs> I just love you. Um, so Princess's book is called Embracing My Calling, Viewing My Marriage Through an Eternal Perspective. Um, it is a... Uh, a, a little book is not a long book, but is a deep book, a deep read. And if you do it the way that she has laid it out, I mean, she's got great questions. Uh, mm-hmm. You can, you know, take this book in your journal mm-hmm. and spend some time together and invite God to be um, the healer of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Invite, him to, invite him to be the healer. I'm, I mean, you, you heard Princess's story about, you know, where you guys were, where you've come from mm-hmm. and and where you are now uh, and now you're you're coaching yes. couples and love it, love doing it. Um, how can we be praying now? I know how to pray for Marcus. Mm-hmm. How can we be praying for you and Philip in this new season? Because the book is out. That means you have a big old target on your butt, right? <laughs> Doesn't it yes seem it like lives. as soon as we put something out there, the devil's like, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You think you know all about No, we don't live in fear. And we don't. Absolutely And, I- don't. and as you say in your book, I don't even talk to the devil. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't, don't don't have conversation with the devil. Mm-mm. But let's talk to God. I mean, how how can we be praying for you and Philip?
1: So uh, he is going he is uh, going to retire in a couple of years, and um, he has made it very clear to me that he desires to come and be as Im- involved with marriage coaching and serving couples as he possibly can. So pray that the Lord opens the door. If not for early retirement. <laughs> okay. But that that truly comes into fruition. Okay. Uh for now, um you're right. As soon as you start sharing how the Lord is moving in your life, um the enemy tries to thwart that. Right. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So please pray that Philip and I will understand that we're one. We're one in Christ. We we walk in unity and in harmony with one another in alignment with the word of God. Mm. And then, you know, you pray that for us and we're going to be fine. Oh, gonna
0: I do. Fine. I'm going to pray it right now. Mm. Um, gracious God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this amazing woman um, that I get to meet her and uh, hear her story and and just benefit from The pearls that she's dropped during the course of this podcast, the pearls that she's dropped in her life, Mm. the countless people that she's helped, a a life of of service, um, a healer, a woman who is anointed to bring peace and reconciliation and care wherever she goes. That's what flows out of her. Mm. And so, God, I just I want to agree with the princess and say um, say thank you, God. And ask you for Thank more. You, ask you for more. We pray for Princess and Philip that they would be one, uh, that nothing would get in mm. the midst of their oneness, and that you, Lord, would get the the victory and the glory, and that uh, you know that you would free Philip up to be able to be a, a, a deep part of yes. this calling and this work, and that together um, they would they would change lives. They would pull pull people mm. off the edge of the cliff. Um, that people who are hurting and struggling right now would find hope and healing through um Princess and Philip and and I just have such a sense, Lord, of this is just the beginning mm. of how you want to use her wisdom and her light and her love and and, and Princess and Philip together yes. to help to save marriages. We we pray, God, that you would save marriages mm. and that our marriages would be a glorious reflection of who mm-hmm. you are. And yes. may you get all of the glory. Yes. Lord, may you get all of the glory. I give you thanks and praise for my friend in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Where can people get your book, Princess? Oh, it is on Amazon. Come on, that's so easy. Yes, it's on
1: Amazon. Embracing
0: my calling, viewing my marriage through an eternal perspective by Princess Fralin. And I'm just blessed being able to spend some time with you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: You're amazing. You're amazing. And that was easy, right? (laughs) That was so fun. That was so fun. Hey, friends, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you love it, you want to share it with somebody, please leave a review because that helps more people to find it. We would really appreciate that. And, yeah, pass it around Mm -hmm. to somebody that you know really, really needs to hear it. Um, Your Day Brighter, the podcast, is produced by me, Tracy Tiernan, for Brighter Media Group. Our executive producer is John Lawhon. And our awesome team, I want to give a shout-out. of thanks to them. Todd Gaddy, Aaron Branham, Caroline Burke, and Jared Akerst. You guys are the best. And you know what we always say around here, okay? Uh, We say, tell somebody your story. Mm -hmm. But better yet, ask to hear theirs. And I will add this little caveat, since we have this little theme going on Season 5. What's that thing you've been meaning to do? You feel like you you got to do it, but you've been putting it off. Mm -hmm. We're asking the question... Um, Now you have to answer it. Mm -hmm. We can't do that for you. Princess, thank you. Thank
1: you.